Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. And, and sometimes Christians can be very unbrave, right? Whatever that word is, right? Sometimes, and I remember as a, as a young Christian, I was afraid to talk to my coworkers about going to church. They'd be like, Bob, what'd you do this weekend? Bob, how come you didn't go to the party with us? Where were you on Sunday? Were you at church? Yeah, I was at church. (laughs) And and when my friends would ask me, what'd you do at church? What's church about? Why are you going to church? I was a bit fearful, right? Because I wasn't very spiritually strong. But God wants us to be spiritually strong. And how do you do that? Well, you can't do it by going to Planet Fitness, right, and lifting weights. That's not what he's talking about. When he says, be strong, in in Ephesians 6.10, he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So the first key of standing strong in a battle is to recognize that the strength is not of ourselves, right? Spiritual strength comes from the Lord. And you, you can't do it on your own strength. You need supernatural strength to do what God's called us to do. And that's why the Bible tells us we need to pray for God's help. We need to pray that God would help us to be bold. Now, I've been praying my whole Christian life for God to help me to do what he tells us to do. And you all know what it is, right? If I were to say, okay, remember, he gave us the Ten Commandments, then Jesus narrowed it down to two. What are they? You all know. Love God with your whole mind, soul, spirit, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right? And from the day I got saved, I've been praying, Lord, help me to love people, right? Because, you know, in my world, before I was a Christian, <clears throat> I, I didn't, I, I, you know, I just didn't love people the way Jesus wanted me to love people. And so I had to pray, Lord, help me to love people. Help me to forgive people, right? And, and then, you know, I was praying every day, Lord, help me to love people. And then someone stole a guitar from me as, after I was a Christian. And then, like, I, then I couldn't forgive that person. So I had to pr- start praying, Lord, forgive, help me to forgive that person. And, and, and these are things that we can't do without his help. We can't love people the way he loves us unconditionally. We read about love a few weeks ago in 1 Corinthians 13. And we can't love people and forgive people. And, and as Jesus taught, to love them expecting nothing in return, to love them even though they don't deserve it, right? We can't do those things without his help. So as Paul's telling this church, you need to be strong spiritually that you need to pray for the Lord's help. Ephesians 5, 17 says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, you students of the Bible know that when it says be filled with the Spirit, that verb filled is in the present tense, which means be ye being filled, right? Every day we need to pray, Lord, fill me with your Spirit. Help me to love people. Help me to forgive people. Help me to, to be the person that you want me to be. And really, that is the greatest witness to other people is the way you live your life, right? I mean, you could tell people, I'm loving, right? <laughs> Have you ever heard somebody say that, right? You ever met some mean Christian, and you're like, you're not very loving. Like, yes, I am! You're like, mm, I don't think so, <laughs> right? Uh, but just living the life, the, the example being the example. So he tells them, be strong. Verse 14, he says, let all that you do be done with love. And so this kind of summarizes what Paul told them, right? A- as we read, you know, Paul reminds them over and over and over again that as a Christian, Love is the most important thing. It doesn't matter 
how much you do, how many things you do, whatever it is, if you don't have love, you have nothing. Remember we read in 1 Corinthians 13 too where he says, though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all the faith that I could remove mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, whether you have a soup kitchen, and though I give my body to be burned, so you sacrifice yourself, you know, in some country where they burn Christians, but I have not love, it profits me nothing. And then as we read in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, where he said, now abide faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And so love is the most important thing. And, and when, when you're sinning against people, it's not loving. And when you're sinning against the Lord, it's not loving, right? So he's saying love is the most important thing. In John 13, 35, he said, by this all will know that you're my disciples, by how well you argue. Now, what does it say? If you have love for one another. How does the church know that Calvary Chapel Caldwell is really disciples of Jesus Christ? Well, by our love towards one another, right? If someone comes in here, and, and remember in the church in Corinth, they were arguing and fighting and backbiting, right? Really, it's loving one another. And that's not easy because as we've discussed, as we studied this book, that sometimes people are difficult, right? Have you ever had somebody annoy you? You're like, no, Pastor Bob. I'm holy and pure. <laughs> like the white snow, right? All right. But for most of us, right, <coughs> loving people is not always easy. And there are times where you have to admit, I can't do this without God's help, right? And so that's why Paul's telling them, hey, you need to love. It's the most important thing. And, and really, for us as a Christian, if you ever wonder, does God want me to do this or not? You just need to say to yourself, is this loving? I is this the way Jesus would treat them? Is this the attitude Jesus would have towards them? Right, so love is the most important thing. Verse 15, he says, I urge you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanas, that it, uh, it is the first fruits of Achaia, and they have devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints, that you also submit to such and to everyone who works and labors with us. I am glad about the coming of Stephanas, Fortunatus, and Archaicus, for what was lacking on your part they supplied, for they refreshed my spirit and yours, therefore acknowledge such men. So these three were sent from the church to Corinth uh, with this letter to the Apostle Paul, and now Paul's, uh, you know, saying, hey, these people, you need to note people who as he said, devoted themselves to the ministry of the Lord. He's like, hey, you need to bless these people because they refresh me. And uh, that's, I think, what part of love is, is refreshing other people. If you love people, that means you're making their life better. That means you're refreshing them. That means you're encouraging them. You're building them up, right? If you're tearing people down, if you are bumming people out, if you are, you know, making people's lives worse, then that's not love, right? We read that. In verse 19, he says, the church of Asia greet you, Aquila and Priscilla, Greet you heartily in the Lord with the church that is in their home. Remember, Aquila and Priscilla, they were the first converts of Paul and Corinth. They were tent makers. Paul was a tent maker. And, you know, they had a Bible study at their house in Corinth. And then they moved to Ephesus. Then they had a Bible study at their house in Ephesus. They were very hospitable. They opened their home to people to come in and, and to have Bible studies. And so Paul's saying, hey, they, they greet you. Verse 20, all the brethren greet you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Now, verse 20 is important that we talk about this because in the early church, that was the custom in the Middle East to greet each other on the cheek, right? Now, I lived in Europe, and whenever I would meet someone who came from Iran or wherever, they hug you and they kiss you on the cheek like this. They put their face next to your face and kiss back here, right? And so that was what the culture did in those days to greet in, in, in the Middle East, you know, kiss on the cheek. Now, we don't greet that way in America, right? I mean, when's the last time you had somebody come and kiss near your ear on both sides, right? We just don't do that. We shake hands, some give hugs, but we don't kiss on the lips, right? I had a guy come up to me, uh, 
and say to me after Wednesday night church, Pastor Bob, how come you guys don't do the, and I don't know exactly how he said it, something about do the holy kiss. And I'm like, what? He's like, how come you don't kiss each other here? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, in the Bible it says you greet each other with a kiss. And I'm like, well, in our culture we shake hands and we give hugs, but we don't kiss each other. And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, we, we need to kiss. I'm like, on the lips? He's like, yeah, on the lips. I'm like, I'm not kissing you on the lips. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, and that ain't happening here, buddy. I mean, and, and then as, you know, we read through this, you know, people have come up to me after church and told me that they've gone to churches where everybody in the church kisses each other on the lips. Now, that's not culturally what goes on in our culture, right? And in fact, when people tell me that, I'm like, that's weird, right? And they're like, they're like oh, yeah, they kiss. I'm like, do they give tongue? And they're like, uh, I'm just like, yay. I mean, that is just not what we do in our society. Now, right or wrong, that's what they did in that time, right? Greet each other with a holy kiss. We don't do that, right? And, and I had people tell me that they went to a church where everybody kissed on the lips. Or, or I'm even kind of creeped out when, when I see an adult kiss a teenage kids on the lips, right? It's just like, whoa. Anyway, I don't know. Just uh, maybe because I lived in California, it just seems like, yeah, that's going down the wrong way. But here's the thing. We don't do that in our culture, right? We shake hands. Why do we shake hands? Well, it's a cultural thing, right? Um, we give hugs, but, but we don't kiss on the lips, right? And so if anybody says, well, Pastor Bob, how can we don't kiss on the lips? Well, here's the thing. Jesus, so here's what we do for church practice. If Jesus taught it, we saw it practiced in the book of Acts, and we see it taught in the epistles, then we do it, right? Now, if you can find a place where it says Jesus went around kissing people on the lips, we'll start next week, right? You won't, because I read the whole Bible. He didn't, right? <clears throat> and then practiced in the book of Acts, this is the only place that we read about it, Paul writing to the Corinthian church, which was very twisted, right? I mean, they thought it was cool that a guy was having sex with his dad's wife. I mean, it's just like, anyway, uh, maybe they were okay with some things. But uh, for me, you know, it, there are some things that are culturally relevant, uh, and it's important to understand that. And so, yeah, so we shake hands. <laughs> and some people, now some people don't even like to hug, right? I meet people at church like, my wife is a hugging machine, right? And so she hugs everybody she sees, and I ask her, do you have to hug everybody? She's like, yes. I'm like, why? And she's like, because I love them. I'm like, Ugh. anyway, right? But some people tell me, I don't want to hug. And so I tell my wife, they don't like hugs. She's like, I don't care. She hugs me anyway. <laughs> but, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah, so, so there'll be no holy kisses here. <laughs> why? Because Jesus didn't teach it, it didn't get practiced, and it's not in the epistles, right? So there you go. That's why we don't do it. Verse 21, uh, the salutation with my own hand, Paul. And so, you know, Paul had eye problems, and so he had a secretary probably that he dictated to. And now he gets to the end of the letter, and he writes verse 22. If anyone does not love the Lord, Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. And we talked about that on Sunday. <clears throat> that's, that's the King James Version. The New King James Version says, let him be accursed, O Lord, come. And then the last verse 23 the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Verse 24, my love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now I love verse 24. These people were messed up, and yet Paul says, my love be with you all in Christ, right? That he's writing a letter to correct all their strange, weird doctrines and ideas and problems, and yet he says, hey, my love be with you all. And, and really, for us as we finish this book, God wants us to love everyone, no matter who they are, whether they agree with us or don't agree with us, <coughs> whether they're of your political persuasion or whether they're from other denomination or, or some other religion. God wants us to love everybody. Now, that doesn't mean you have to agree with everything they teach, but he wants us to love people. And I think in our society, there is this thing where people want to cause people to fight and argue and divide and hate each other. And that's not what God wants us to do. God wants us to love people. And so important for us to remember that, uh, you know, he said a whole, spent a whole chapter on love. 
and, and that what love looks like, that it's a verb, it's action. And so he wants us to love people. And he tells them in their messed up church, hey, I love y'all. God bless. So we're, gonna, we're done. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we do pray that you would help us to receive all the truths that we learned as we went through this book. And Lord, that you would help us to be doers of your word and not hearers only. Lord, that we would be loving, giving, caring people. Lord, that as we call ourselves Christians, that we would be like you, Jesus, that we would want to bless people and help people and, and minister to people. And so we just thank you for this time tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you